Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the highlight of human civilization. It's called Coffee with Scott Adams, and I know you want to talk about Russia, so we'll get right to that. But first, first, let's take this experience up to amazing levels. All you need is a cup or a mug or a glass, a tankard, chalice or stein, a canteen, jug or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure of the dopamine of the day. I think it makes everything better. It's called the simultaneous sip, and it happens now. Go. Ah, yes. We are private on locals, and we're good to go. Well, I don't know if you heard, but uh, there's this little thing going on, uh, something like a civil war in Russia. Now... Could we begin by, I would like to ask you, those who have been watching me for a while, did I make the best prediction about this war? I, I just want to see if you remember. <laughs> this, this is my wildest, best prediction. Now, uh, those on the Locals platform probably heard, heard me talk more about it. But was it over a year ago? Was it a year ago that I said that Putin would have to take Prigozhin out because Prigozhin had, got, had become too popular and too big? And I said there was no way the war was going to end and the two of them would just go on with their business. Basically, it was a Highlander situation. You know, Only one of them was going to be alive at the end of the war. At most, could be both dead. But there was no way both of them were going to be alive and living in, in Russia at the end of the war. And I assumed that Putin would try to take Prigozhin out close to the whatever looked like the end of the Ukrainian conflict. Because first he has to do whatever he has to do in Ukraine, but then immediately Putin wants to take him out. Now, I don't believe the story necessarily about anything that's happened over there lately, except that Wagner's on the move toward Moscow. That seems real. But everything about the part of the story where Wagner was attacked by the Russian army. Do you think that's true? Do you think Wagner was actually attacked by the Russian army? I would say that's less than a 50% chance. I mean, we're in a situation where almost anything seems possible, but I would say the odds of that are pretty low. What about the uh, failed assassination attempt against um, Prigozhin himself? Do you think that really happened? Well, it might have happened. I mean, it could have been a disgruntled soldier or something. But probably it's not important to the story. <laughs> now, there's also reporting with no source. You know, no source given. Uh, when I say reporting, I mean just something on Twitter. That the CIA convinced Prigozhin that Putin was going to have him arrested. And so they got, they got Prigozhin to turn on Putin. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the CIA convinced Prigozhin that Putin was going to turn on him? He didn't need to. Putin, Putin signed an order to have him arrested. <laughs> now, my understanding is that the Russian, you know, whatever Justice Department, is under, under Putin's control, and they said they were going to arrest him. <laughs> so, of course, Putin was trying to arrest him. You didn't really, you didn't really need any CIA help. But let me ask you this. 
Do you think the CIA might have tried to get the message to Prigozhin, you know, for a long time, that he can't trust Putin? Maybe he should turn on Putin? Yeah, I'll bet they did. Do you know why I think the CIA probably did that? Because that's their job. <laughs> that, that would be sort of like saying, huh, I wonder if the people who pick up garbage picked up garbage. Yes, because that's their job. The garbage picker-uppers, they pick up the garbage. The CIA tells one person that the other person on their team doesn't like them. That's what they do. It's like the most basic thing you'd ever do. Do you know why I said it over a year ago? Do you know why I said, hey, it looks obvious to me that Putin is going to kill this guy after the war? Do you know why I said it? Aside from thinking he was correct, of course. To put the idea in their heads. <laughs> I, I said it just in case the CIA hadn't thought of it yet. This is the most obvious thing you would put out there. If, if you wanted Russia not to win, it was the one obvious thing you had to do. To tell them they're on different sides and give them a reason. Now, obviously, the reason was easy to give because Prigozhin just got too big. Yeah, there's no way that Putin could let that go on. He had to kill him. I mean, Putin is killing critics, just ordinary critics. You don't think he's going to take out a guy who's got a military that he could turn on Putin? Of course he is. It's the most basic thing you would have to do is take, take him out. So I would like to uh, lay claim to the best uh, Ukraine predictor in the world, even though I had the worst prediction on Ukraine to start. My worst prediction, I remind you, was even when Putin was massing his uh, army on the border, I said, quite incorrectly, there's no way he's actually going to attack. He's bluffing. And the reason I gave is that it would be a disaster for Putin because, the, because Ukraine wouldn't be easy to conquer. They'd have modern weaponry. Now, that's exactly what happened. It turns out he did attack, and it was the biggest mistake he ever made. Now, if you don't think people are angry at me this morning, do you know people, people are really mad at me this morning? Do you know why? Because I'm the only person who got this right. I'm the only one. Nobody else in the world predicted this. I predicted he was going to turn on Putin. He had to. Now, what do you think people are saying about me when I got it right? Number one, that I did not predict it, and I'm pretending I did course. Uh, uh, number two, that um, uh, I'm in the bag for Ukraine or Russia. I can't remember which it is, um, but I'm in the bag for one of them. Uh, and some other things. Yeah, I'm just a cartoonist. Right. But uh, for those of you who are questioning whether I predicted this exactly, look at the other comments. You, you can see from the other comments that I did, there's tons of witnesses. So I lay claim to the best predictor in the war. Um, as, of late, as of late yesterday, I was listening to the spaces with Mario, which, which in my opinion is the best coverage of the war. <clears throat> I listened to just hours of it <clears throat> late, late last night, and I'm real sleepy. And one of the, one of the opinions I was hearing, was, and, I, and I heard it even this morning from Kim.com, he, he was quite insistent that this is not going to be a real civil war. And that what will happen is that Putin will make a phone call, 
Uh, they'll work it out. Maybe there's a change of generals. But basically, little internal problems should be fine. Uh, there's no way Wagner is going to march on <clears throat> Moscow and try to take Putin out. That's not going to happen. That, that was happening last night as, as Wagner was starting to move toward Moscow. And I was listening to it, and I was thinking, does anybody really think he doesn't want to take Putin out? Because what Wagner was saying, or what uh, Progrosian was saying, is that, no, no, I'm not, I'm not after Putin. I'm on Putin's side. Oh, yeah, totally on Putin's side. I just want his generals to be taken out because they're not doing a good job for Putin. So I'm really doing Putin a favor. That has nothing to do with Putin. How in the world would you believe that? <laughs> How in the world would you believe that Progrosian didn't want to stop with Putin? So then <clears throat> Putin, Putin was getting ready to do his uh, speech, and even like a minute before his speech, people on the spaces were speculating quite confidently that, uh, that, <laughs> that Putin was going to come out in favor of Wagner. Right. Right before the speech. Like a minute before the speech, they thought, oh, Putin's actually going to be backing Wagner, and he'll just say, let's work this out with the generals, and it'll be over in an, in an hour. The, I think Kim.com actually said it might be over in an hour. <laughs> and, of course, what did Putin say? Exactly what I would have told you he was going to say, which is it's a civil war, and he's got to stop this guy at all costs. It's a death match. It's definitely a death match. <laughs> so we're, we're seeing already, so Steve will saying, Scott didn't predict fuck. So the, the people who don't like me are going to be really, really angry today. And that, that's a lot of people. So I've been... Oh, oh and here's the other thing. Uh, when I suggested that the CIA might have you know, been behind putting the idea in uh, Prigozhin's head or even working a deal with them. Because in my mind, Prigozhin has made a deal with the NATO and the CIA. In my mind, right? Everything, everything we say about this... Can I, can I just put the obvious disclaimer? Is there anybody dumb enough? Would you like to raise your hand? I just wonder if there's any dumb people here. Most of my audience is smart. So for smart people, I don't need to stop every minute and say, but it's fog of war... So 100% of things we say about this could be wrong. Because all the smart people know that, right? You all know there's not a single thing we can say about this situation that you could really be sure about. But for the dumb people, let me say it in, in dumb language so you can understand it. It's the fog of war, so nothing I say this morning should be considered a confident certainty. Because I'm just guessing, because it's the fog of war. All right, so that was for the dumb people. Would the dumb people calm down now? Dumb people, can you calm down a little bit now that we've done that? All right, good job. Um, how about the people who have been telling me for years, uh, actually years now, that there's one thing for sure, Russia's going to win the war in Ukraine. Do you, remember, do you remember telling me that? That's the one thing that's for sure. And I said... Not so sure. Things could change in a minute. Do you remember me telling you that uh, this is a war where there's a whole bunch of things that are near the breaking point? But you can't really predict what will break first. But we can certainly predict 
that it could break in either direction. In other words, even though Russia looked solid, war-wise, something could change at any minute. You know, it could be something about the supply chain, could be some military thing, but something. But sure enough, this, this, was, this was the thing that I told you could happen. I didn't say it would happen. I said there's a high likelihood that there are some things in Russia that are right close to a breaking point and that just everything could change in a moment. That's just what happened. Now, I, here's, here's my take. Here's what I think happened. I think that once it became obvious that Russia couldn't win the war, uh, you know, it's going to be a stalemate and negotiated end, then that's when Putin saw that uh, they were probably just a few months or less than a year from the Wagner group no longer being focused on Ukraine, which would be very bad for Putin because they might focus on him. So I knew that he was going to make a move. I don't know that he did. The, re- the reports of attempted assassinations or bombing the Wagner group are not reliable. But I do think that at the very least... Putin should have been worried about it. Now, do you think that this move by the Wagner Group was a complete surprise to Putin? (laughs) Uh, Do you think it was a... uh, Do do you think Putin woke up and he's like, what? What? Prigozhin wants to, to, you know, take over my country? What? No, of course. Putin obviously knew this was a risk for a very long time. So if he didn't actually already try to kill Prigozhin, don't you think it was a 100% chance that he would later? You wouldn't really need the CIA to put that bug in his head. But suppose Prigozhin wanted to make, make a run for the, the top office. And suppose the CIA and NATO knew that, because I knew it. I mean, if I knew it, they probably knew it. So what would they do? I think they would offer him uh, a deal if he would go after Putin instead of going after Ukraine. And I think the deal would look roughly like this. If you are successful in taking over for Putin, we will work with you and we'll end the war immediately so you get the credit for ending the war, you get the credit for taking out Putin, and you'll get the credit for turning Russia back into a citizen of the world because we think we can work with you. <laughs> I'm looking at John flipping out in all capitals. I'm going to read it because these are the people who are just flipping out because I'm right about everything. Scott, gaslighting during one of the worst years of his persuasion campaign, taking huge losses this year, both in cash and credibility. Well, what's the point of that comment? What what you're seeing is just a bunch of people who are wrong about everything, and they were sure that I was I was wrong about everything, and they're they're going to experience massive cognitive dissonance today. Uh, imagine finding out I was right about everything. It would be it would hurt. It, it, I mean, I'm one of those people you don't want to be right. I know it. I, I have that personality that if I'm right, <laughs> it can piss you off a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. <clears throat> so, uh, please, those of you who are upset about me being right about everything, you can uh, maybe just take a chill pill. Maybe, maybe this live stream is not for you. Maybe this is not for you. 
You know what would be a good feature I'd love? I would love a feature where, as the host, I could uh, block any comments that were in all caps. Would that be a bad feature? Simply, simply as an option, I would just never see them. You can still type them. You, know, you can type anything you want. But I would never see anything in all caps. <laughs> it would be a bad feature. Tell me that's not the best idea you've ever heard. When was the last time anybody said anything useful in all caps? In all caps, anybody ever say anything useful? Never. Not once. Not in social media. All caps is like a glaring signal that what, what follows is stupid. How many of you think of it that way? When, when you see a, like an extended comment that's in all caps, don't you automatically think it's stupid before you read it? And then you're right. You read it, you're like, yeah, that was stupid. Like there, there's nobody who writes a long comment in all caps who's not stupid. I mean, that's just a well-known fact. <laughs> Short comments, sure. But long comments, all caps, no, that's just a stupid person getting attention. All right. When Prigozhin said that the uh, cause of the, or the reason that Russia went to uh, war in the first place was invalid, that was your tip-off that he's working with the West. Because he did not say that for domestic consumption entirely. There's no way that Prigozhin is going to go against the main narrative of Russia that they had to do this for their own self-defense. He basically said, no, there was no, there was no risk from Ukraine. There was no risk from NATO. When he did that, it was pretty clear that he has some kind of deal with NATO to basically end the war immediately. But in the short run, do you notice he's acting like he's really all pro-war? Do you know why? Why is Prigozhin still acting like the war with Ukraine is something he wants to support, even though he said there was no reason for it? He's pinning the Russian military down at the border. Right? So Putin can't remove them without losing the war, and then Putin loses that way. But if he keeps them there, all the best fighters are there, and they're not in Moscow. Now, a number of people have said to me this morning, Scott, the obvious way this is going to go is that Russia has, I don't know, 50 times more soldiers than Wagner, whatever it is. So the biggest military force is going to win. To which I say, it kind of matters where they are. If you have the best military force in the world, but they're not there, <laughs> that doesn't help you a bit. They're, they're spread out all over the place and they're, they're nailed down. So Wagner takes their, probably, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Wagner brought their best military, their best equipment and their best fighters. Who are they fighting against? They're going to be fighting against Russia's worst fighters. Maybe some good assets, but worst fighters. And so far, and again, this is fog of war, so we don't know if it's true, but it's starting to look like the Russians don't want to fight. They, they seem to be just as willing to stand aside as they are willing to fight. Now, some of that might have to do with the Wagner Group's reputation for brutality. It, let me ask you this. Just put, your, put yourself in the uh, shoes of a Russian you know, colonel, you know, not necessarily a general, but let's say a colonel, something like that. And the Wagner Group comes in, and you look at your forces in your little town on the way to Moscow, and then you look at Wagner. What's your best play? 
to fight them to the death? For what? <laughs> no, there's no reason. So instead, you just say, all right, do what you need to do. We'll just get out of the way. The, the smartest play for every Russian is to get out of the way. Because ultimately, if they get out of the way, Russia will not be destroyed. The best way to protect the actual city of Moscow is for everybody just, just to walk away, just, just to put the gun down and let the, let the leaders work it out. How much do you care if uh, Prigozhin and Putin had a personal gun battle in the capital and you know, one of them killed the other one? Probably nobody cares. They just want to go on with their lives, like, oh, whoever, whoever is in charge, that's fine. <laughs> now, the thing that I've always doubted is I've seen statistics that Putin, his popularity is between 70 and 80% in Russia. Have you seen that? <clears throat> do you believe that? Now, I, um, I do believe that external uh, pollsters have polled them, and I do think they say that. I think they say it. But if you've got a phone call in Russia, let's say you're in Russia and your phone rings. Hello, this is a polling company. We're from another country, we promise, so don't worry about us. But we'd like to know if you'd like to leave a digital record which will be recorded forever to say whether you like Putin or not. I love him. I fucking love him. Oh, man, if I could blow him, I would. Oh, I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Don't you think the poll goes like that? Because how do you poll anybody without them thinking that you're recording, in some fashion, you're recording their opinion and, and attributing it to them individually? Nobody, nobody would be dumb enough to say they don't like Putin on a digital device, right? <laughs> so, I, so I've always thought to myself, that must be bullshit. That must be. And I would also say that somebody could be popular when they're not causing trouble, but could be immediately unpopular when an alternative is presented. Know what I mean? Yeah, we, we like Putin because basically we don't have any choice. You know, what, what is the alternative to Putin? None. So yeah, he, you know, the country's doing okay, we're doing fine. But then you put him in the context of the Ukraine war, which can't be that popular. I mean, I'm sure that he had a lot of uh, patriotic backing, but it can't be that popular because wars are never that popular. And uh, now there's an alternative. There's an alternative. So once there's an alternative, do those pro-Putin people just say, you know, I liked him a little bit when people were watching. But when nobody's watching and there's this alternative, now I'm going to think about it. And I think I'd rather just get out of the way than have the Wagner group slaughter me for nothing. Imagine you're the, you're the soldier and you're, you're looking at the Wagner group coming your way. What's in it for you? Oh, John says, in all capitals, forget about Putin or Ukraine. I love the one about Scott being too short or too reproduced biologically. <laughs> uh, John, John. Uh, uh, after all that, it didn't stop him from yelling entire chapters in capital letters. It didn't even slow him down. John, you're the stupidest man in the entire live stream world. But we hope you come back again because you're a good mascot. So John's my new mascot. 
Come on, John. Give us another all caps. Show us your stuff. All right. Um, Then, of course, people are saying that the Russian Civil War is just uh, staged as a distraction from the the Hunter Biden story. (laughs) Do you think we're trying too hard? (laughs) Well, it it is a distraction. I mean, certainly it is one. But, but do you think this, that the CIA just, just decided this was the right timing for it, to, like, kill that story? You do? <laughs> you, think they, you think they timed it to bury the Hunter Biden thing? You, you think that Prigozhin is on a Hunter Biden schedule? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I, honestly, I can't, say, I can't say that I could debunk that. John's back at it. The mascot. Everybody, slow clap for the mascot. All right. Um, yeah, well, there is, there is a larger effort to uh, make us forget about the Hunter Biden story. I guess uh, Jonathan Turley is writing that uh, Senator Claire McCaskill, Democrat, she went on MSNBC and... Uh, she was warning everyone to stop looking into that story. <laughs> and apparently other Democrats were talking to people and saying, stop, stop reporting that story. So there is actually a legitimate effort to tell the news to stop reporting it. I don't know. Do, you think, do you think the Democrats are powerful enough to spark the exact, the exact day of a war, a civil war in Russia? They can pick the day. I don't think they can pick the day. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. I won't rule it out. Let's say I won't rule it out, but I'd bet against it. I just wouldn't rule it out. All right. Um, Then the other funny thing is uh, we're getting the, here come the right-wingers blaming the CIA. So I saw that a few times, and they were usually referring to me. Here they come. Oh, yeah, the right-wingers are going to blame the CIA. To which I say, do you know what their job is? This is literally their job. I will blame the CIA if they didn't do it. I'm going to blame the CIA if they had nothing to do with it. I'd say, why do we have a CIA? This is exactly their job. This is not like tangential to their job. It's, It's not something they also do. This is their fucking job. If they didn't do this... I have real problems with the CIA. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. I don't, do, you, do you really need proof? No, I realize we're in the fog of war, so anything's possible, right? Could be wrong about anything. But do you really think the CIA had nothing to do with this? Nothing? They, they didn't talk to him and say, you know, Putin's not really your friend. You don't think they dropped that bug in his ear at all? If they didn't, they're fired. They're all fired. They better do that. Uh, but the most important question, I think you'd agree, the most important question about this, the civil war in Russia is, can you tell? Right, exactly. The most important question is, how does this affect Trump, and is it his fault? I mean, ultimately, that's the only question we're going to care about. And here's my take on it, uh, to be revised later, maybe. My current take is that this is good for Trump. Here's how. 
The Democrats have been trying to sell to the American public for a few years now that January 6th was a coup. And most Democrats actually believed it. (laughs) They thought that's what a coup looks like. This is a coup. If you want to know what a coup looks like, it looks like this. So I think that the January 6th narrative will, without any attention whatsoever, nobody will have to say anything about it, nobody will have to point out what I'm pointing out, it just dies by comparison, right? You can't hold in your head that January 6th is an insurrection, watch the Russian Civil War, and then tell yourself that January 6th was important as it used to be in your head. So the, the comparison problem, you know, our brains are just natural comparing things. So we're always comparing. You can't turn off comparisons. But the January 6th thing didn't have an obvious, immediate, you know, happened recently comparison. So it just could sit out there alone, and then the Democrats could wrap it with their narrative, and it was impenetrable to Democrats. But every Democrat is now aware that there's a real coup going on in Russia. And now their brain is going to go, okay, that's what a coup is? A coup looks like tanks and guns and people you know, being shooting each other? Well, what was January 6th? That looked like more of a tourist event, with violence, of course. Uh, I, in, case, in case there are any dumb people who snuck in, yes, we do know there was violence on January 6th, and there's not a single person who approves of it. Not a single person. Well, not, not in play company, anyway. All right. So, uh, anyway. So, Putin gave his speech. It was exactly what you thought. Pogrosian must be stopped. Um, I love the story from Pogrosian that he's just trying to help Putin by getting the, uh, getting the truth to him about how bad his generals are. Now, what is brilliant about that? You know what's brilliant about that? What's brilliant about it is that um, it gives the Russian military a reason to stand down. Because they're like, wait, oh, you're not even on our other side, you're on our side. Oh, I get it. You're on our side, the military, and you're against the generals who are screwing us in the military. So you're basically like the soldiers. So he's basically taken this narrative, which you know, I assume is mostly bullshit, but it's a narrative that's just really, really good for getting uh, people to surrender. Or join your side. Better than surrender, join your side. So he's basically, he's created an enemy that's not Putin, and, and then it gives people a reason to say, oh, all right, all right, this is just a general-to-general issue. This is not even about the country. It's not about the military. It's just a squabble among the generals. So let me, let me stay out of it, and you generals can work it out. It gives them a really, really, really good reason for standing down. But it's also obvious bullshit. He's clearly going for the top spot, in my opinion. Of course, everything is fog of war, so you never know. But it looks like he's going for the top spot, but he's got that really good narrative to get him there. Now, what should happen next is you should see the Russian military with Putin's instructions uh, putting some violence on the Wagner group. Once the violence starts, then Wagner can say, my God, I was just trying to help Putin. But now he's turned on us and turned on the military and turned on the country. 
My God, I thought he was a patriot. I was really trying to help him. I gave him all the consideration I could. I was risking my life to help Putin, but now he's attacking me. What can I do? What can I do? I, I, I'm just going to have to take him out for the benefit of the country. So he's got this perfect, perfect uh, narrative. But he couldn't leave the front lines until he did what? Could not leave the front line to attack Moscow until he did what? He had to say the war wasn't worth fighting. He, he had to change the narrative about why the war was happening. Because if the war was important, he needed to be there. He had to say the war was never important in order to degrade Putin and have a reason to take him out. So as coups go, I've never seen a smarter coup. I've got to tell you, I didn't, know that, I didn't know if Progrosian was really smart or if he just got where he is because of his connections or what. Um, <laughs> but it, it's starting to look like he's really smart, or he's got some really smart help. But the, the situation that he created to do this coup, it looks really well done. Now, the big question that will determine, I think, totally determine whether he succeeds or not, is how many of the uh, Russian leaders decide to go with him. And I would think that there would be a lot of them who uh, maybe their careers aren't doing so well under Putin. There's probably a lot of people who think they could get a... Maybe they could get a raise if they back the Wagner guy. You know? So there should be a whole bunch of selfish, risk-taking Russians who are willing to, to take a risk on the new guy because the new guy is going to reward them handsomely if if they're loyal to him, you know, early on. So, um, <laughs> so it's looking like uh, Prigozhin might be a bit of a genius strategically. I haven't heard anything bad about him strategically since the beginning of the war. But, or he has good help, it's hard to say. All right, let's calculate uh, um, the odds of Wagner winning. Number one, so these are just facts we know. Uh, in theory, Russia's best fighters should be pinned down in Ukraine. will be up against Russia's world. should determine the, the outcome. 25,000 Wagner guys, uh, they are almost entirely dependent on people changing sides. Would you agree? That Wagner is completely dependent on the Russians changing sides. Otherwise, he doesn't have a chance. But he just took over a major military um, town. Uh, what was it? Rost- What's the name of the city he just occupied? He took it without a shot, Rostov. He took Rostov without firing a, a shot. Do you think that's not going to happen in other places? Right. Rostov on Don, R-O-D, I guess. They call it R-O-D, Rostov on Don. Well, so, I don't know, I think that's an indication that there might be a willingness to change sides. We'll see if that goes to, I mean, Moscow would be its own situation. Probably there's nothing in the country that's like Moscow in terms of defensive stuff. All right, um, there's no reason for any soldier to fight Wagner. What would be the reason? They wouldn't be fighting for the country. 
they would be fighting for what? Putin? Because the soldier is still going to have a boss when it's done, and it's going to be a Russian, and it's going to be some you know, lying weasel strongman. Do they really care? I mean, I don't see any Russian soldier actually caring if it's Putin or this guy. I mean, they might care, like, politically, but not in a way they want to kill themselves over it. Um, would, uh, I see the comment there, would uh, Putin use nukes against Wagner? Well, anything's possible. So, but to me, if you, if you unleash a nuke in your own country... Your butler puts a bullet in your head, I think. I mean, I'm exaggerating. But I think uh, Putin would be assassinated the minute that went off. Because I don't think you can set off a nuclear weapon in your own fucking country. Right? I, I, just, I just think that the brain can't go there. I just, I don't just, I just can't imagine it. Even, even at, to save his own life, I just don't think he does the nuke in his own country. Even a, even a battlefield, you know, smaller tactical one. But there, there is the question of whether the local commanders have um, authority to use them on their own. So certainly it could happen. I, I, I would say that the odds of it happening are low, 10% situation, but I, I could be wrong. John does not give up. I've got the best, the best mascot. Keep it up, John. And now Elvis is joined with all caps. Jason, all caps. All right. <laughs> no, nobody read the all caps ones, okay? Oh, for today, do, do me a favor. Just don't read any of the comments that have all caps. All right, read the other ones, but just don't read any of the all caps comments. Oh, look, all the all caps stopped. <laughs> all right. Um, no, reason number three is that Putin's popularity might be exaggerated. I, I'm just not so sure people are going to die for Putin. Um, Prigozhin controls the narrative. He's got the best story, by far. But uh, I saw this idea from uh, David D., who's my favorite follow on all things Ukraine and Russian. Um, and he points out that one of Putin's biggest um, exposures, his biggest weakness, is that the, uh, the generals have been lying to him about Russian losses and that there should be documents that Prigozhin might have access to by now that could show Putin that the generals always knew they were lying to him by a factor of four. Imagine the Russian, um, the Russian public finding out that the military had lied to Putin and to the country about Russian casualties by a factor of four. That's, there's some thinking that that would be the end of Putin. But I don't think so. I, I think misinformation doesn't take down a dictator. I think people are just so used to it. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't really believe any misinformation. All right. Let's start just blacking, blocking all the CAPS people. Hide that user. Goodbye. I'm just going to hide it for a few more users. Cause there's, a, there's an extra number of assholes today. just want to get rid of them. There we go. Boink. 
Hide user on channel. I'm just getting rid of the caps, people. All caps, anybody? All caps, want to say goodbye? Say goodbye. Come on, John. I know you're there. Come on, John. Come on, John. John? Elvis? John? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Finger is ready. My finger is ready. One capital letter and you're gone. There we go. Goodbye. Uh, uh, uh. Next. Next. Come on. All right. John's in hiding. Um, the next reason that uh, Wagner might wor- might uh, succeed is that do you believe that Progrosian would have made a move on Moscow without having a reasonable plan for success? Does that sound like something he would do? That he would stage a civil war without, uh, without a plan? <laughs> You're saying I love you in all caps and I'm deleting you. Hey, I'm consistent at least. Well, um, here's what I think. I think that Progrosian must have talked to enough people in the military and the government, and there must be enough people who are willing to back him that, he, that that's the reason he went. Do you think that that makes sense? Do you think it makes sense that... Um, there we go. We're getting the Claw Adams people who fell for the 4chan hoax about me. Sorry you fell for the 4chan hoax. All right. I think uh, Prigozhin probably has enough people on his side that he knew that he had a chance. But there's one thing I haven't seen anybody talk about yet. Uh, The Wagner Group does have a secret weapon. Um, Now, it's fog of war, so we don't know for sure. But there, there are reports that the Wagner Group, and I know this is pretty serious stuff, but they may have bison hats. They might have, actually, bison hats. Goodbye, John. I knew you couldn't resist. He's gone. Elvis, where are you? Felix, you're gone. All right. Yeah, I think the bison hats are the thing that's going to make the difference. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on that. I saw a uh, funny, sexist meme from uh, Elon Musk. I don't know if you saw the meme. It was like you know, the, the women going to sleep and the men staying up all night listening to the, <laughs> listening to the war. Goodbye, mascot. Um, and I, I thought to myself, I'm so sleepy today because I stayed up hours listening to the, the spaces, and then I woke up early listening to it, and I'm like... Uh, now, to be fair, there were quite a few women who were also on the spaces. Marcella was up late, a number of people who followed the news. So, of course, it's not one of those 100% things, but, when, but, but let's, let's, let's look at the ratio so that I'll be less sexist by actually referring to real facts. So, uh, the live coup... No, there's not many people showing up for some reason. But most of the faces are male. I think there's one female on the list. 
So I think if you were on Spaces, you got a, uh, you got it, you got the misleading feeling that it was all guys. Uh, yeah, Mar- yes. So the uh, Wagner people are within a few hours of Moscow. Is there anybody who still thinks that that? Uh, is there anybody here who still thinks that Progrosian doesn't want the top job? Is there anybody think think that he, he and Putin are uh, going to make they're going to make friends with each other again? <laughs> well, your husband went to sleep and you listened. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. All right. Uh, there's something else happening uh, in the world. I'll just talk about that. So I didn't realize that this hadn't happened before, but the Department of Justice, U.S. Department of Justice, filed criminal charges against four Chinese chemical manufacturers for, for fentanyl. So they make the precursors, not the fentanyl. But uh, do you think it makes any difference that the United States is taking legal action against Chinese companies? And, and of course, China complained... Uh, Sam, I'm going to delete you. That's, that's too many penises. I, I would be good up to 20 penises, but you had like 40 or 50 there. That's too many penises. In a comment. In one comment. You can't have 50 penises in one comment. <clears throat> um, so here's my take on that. Uh, I think this is why you need a President Trump to brand China as fentanyl China so that you never refer to them in any other way again. Because I think humiliation is the only thing that's going to change uh, their production of fentanyl. I believe they should be humiliated in every venue, in writing, verbally, and in every possible way. It's just fentanyl China. So we should just say they're drug dealers that also have a country, and they're just fentanyl China, and no matter what the other topic is, whether it's Taiwan or anything else, they're just fentanyl China. Because if you're going to be such fuckers that you can kill 70,000 Americans a year and act like, oh, we don't even know what's going on. Really? Are you, t- are you saying our companies are selling things? Oh, we didn't even know that. You know, as if, as if there's a big, big fucking surprise. Right? So let's stop, stop treating them like they're stupid because they're not, start treating them like what they are, drug dealers. China is just a drug dealer country. And you need a Trump to rub that in their fucking faces until they don't want to do it anymore. So fentanyl China, that's your new name. (laughs) They still make, well, we can still do business with them. Yeah, there, there's still a, a lot of uh, commerce that we need to do with China. We can still do that, but we can humiliate them at the same time. Because I think the Chinese humiliation uh, should be our top goal, humiliation, because they've earned it. They've earned it. Um, <clears throat> yes, I agree that it could be some kind of weird revenge for the uh, opium wars, but we're not Great Britain. You know, maybe they think we all look alike, but we're not Great Britain. 
And I don't think that China needed the opium wars to do this. I think they just took an opportunity or they're failing to stop an opportunity. And I don't think it had anything to do with the opium wars. I think if the opium wars had never happened, <clears throat> they still would have thought of this idea. They still would have done it because it works for their interests. I don't, I don't think it's all about exercising. Is that the right word? Excising? The uh, ghosts of the past. I don't think it's all about that. They might remember it. It might be part of it, but it's not all about that. What did Cerno say? said Biden is strong. Yeah, okay. Um, so here's another thing that I said that you really, really hated a while ago. Do you remember when I said that uh, I could be wrong, but one possibility is that Biden will destroy uh, Russia, just like he said? And that, and that I don't like that. Um, I never liked that as an ambition. I didn't think it was a good idea to destroy Russia. But it looked like that was their plan. It looked like they were just trying to destroy Russia. And maybe they did a good job of it. It's entirely possible that Biden and his you know, winged monkeys who are running things, they may have actually succeeded. I wouldn't rule it out. It's way too early to say that. Way too early, fog of war, don't know what's real. But it might actually be something they pulled off. I don't think you could ignore that because it was something they were intentionally doing, trying to degrade Russia. And they may actually end the war in Ukraine. Uh, We may have bought that outcome with Ukrainian lives, primarily, and a lot of our money. So while I would never approve of that as a national goal, you can't say it didn't happen. It looks like it might be happening, but again... Everything could change on a dime. All it takes is one bullet and progressions out of the... I mean, the, I don't think that the... Uh, I don't think the Civil War happens if Progosian dies. Do you? Does anybody think that the Wagner group would go on if Progosian gets taken out? Because it does seem to me that one of the possibilities is that Putin is going to say... If you can tell me for sure what zip code he's in, I'll make that zip code disappear. Right? Putin might make an entire zip code just disappear just to get that one guy. Because that would be well within his, you know, historical bounds of operation. (laughs) That wouldn't even be unusual for, for, for Putin to take out a whole zip code to get one guy. Yeah. Uh, President Prigozhin could be a nightmare. I think that's true. But in the short term, he probably would make nice with the West so that he could get the sanctions removed and he could end the war in Ukraine, uh, make the West all happy like they won something, and pretend he's turning Russia into a, like a genuine country instead of a criminal organization. He'd have to pretend because he couldn't actually do it. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's tyranny, maybe. Yeah. Oh, Prigozhin has promised Putin free passage out. Did that just happen? Did that just break? That's pretty smart. Yeah, free passage out. Now, there's lots of reports of uh, private planes and helicopters in the air. and uh, I would be surprised if Putin is in Moscow. What do you think? 
you think Putin's in Moscow? Yeah, Putin must have been a good businessman because he, I mean, he had connections, so that helped. But planes are headed to St. Petersburg. Why is it St. Petersburg? Why would Putin go to St. Petersburg? What, what would be the reason for that? I mean, get out of Moscow. But what, what does St. Petersburg have? It's his old power base. He was mayor there. So he would have the most protectors there. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I were him, I would not go to the most obvious place that he should go. But what, how, how does a Putin ever retire? Do you ever think about that? I, I saw a, a clip where Elon Musk, somebody called him the richest man in the world, and he said he was pretty sure Putin was richer, <laughs> more than $200 billion. Where does Putin take his $200 billion if he's not the head of Russia? Where do you go with that? Like, how, how could you possibly retire? Belarus? No, I think everything's risky at this point. Ireland. Yeah. So this is what I've been saying forever. There needs to be a island that's the uh, the dictator retirement island. So we should have one island where we say, "Here's the deal. If if it looks like you're going to lose the war, rather than fighting to the last soldier, you'll always have the option of free passage to the island of retired dictators. Once you get there, you'll have servants. You'll have a mansion." You'll, you know, you'll have all the hookers and cocaine you want. You just can't run the country anymore. And, and then you have a retirement plan. Wouldn't it be cool to have like an island where you had like several deposed dictators and they're just neighbors, and then they do a reality show? I mean, that's where I want it to go. I want it to go to a reality show of deposed dictators who have to live in the same neighborhood, and, and they, they fight on the school boards. And, and the homeowners associations meetings are just lit. Imagine the homeowners association meetings with the, the the retirement community of only dictators. Oh, that'd be great. Saint Helena Island, perfect idea. All right. Uh, South Park should take that on. Well, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, let's use Catalina Island. It's not being used for much. Yeah, we don't want to ruin Hawaii or any of the good islands, but, you know, Catalina. Catalina's cool. I hear good things about it, but, you know, you know. I can never go there for personal reasons, but... Uh-uh. All right. Uh... Did we talk about everything? I feel like we all want to just go back and watch the live news about the, the Russian uh, situation. So, um, YouTube, thanks for watching. Um, YouTube, would you agree I have the best takes on uh, Russia and Ukraine of anybody in the entire world? Would, would you say that's true, YouTube? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just prodding. Just prodding now. I don't know. All right, I got one yes. Two yeses, three yeses. All right, all right. I got a few yeses. I wasn't expecting it. 
All right, but and then I'll, I'll end with what you should always end with, which is still fog of war. Nobody knows what's going on. Anything could change. We could be surprised. All right, I'll, I'll just end with this one little story. Did you hear what James Cameron said about the uh, rescue of the sub that got destroyed looking for the Titanic? Did you hear what he said? <laughs> There's a video clip of him saying, and I think he's, I, I assume he's correct on this. Do you know where they found the sub? This is the first time I heard this. Do you know where they found it? In the last place they knew where it was. <laughs> it was exactly where it was supposed to be. It was exactly where it descended. It descended a little bit, it blew up, and then it landed right at the bottom of the water, exactly where the last place they looked. And, and James Cameron says, that was the last place they looked. The last place they looked was the place it most obviously would be directly below where they went down. <laughs> why, 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 why did I wait? Why did it take until today to hear that? And why did James Cameron have to tell me? Like, why is he telling me that? I mean, I, I'm assuming he's correct because he doesn't seem crazy and he seems to know what he's talking about. But really, you, you're telling me that CNN and Fox News, they, they never caught on to the fact that the sub was exactly where anybody would have expected it to be, and it took all that time to find it. Now, doesn't that also tell you that they were stalling and trying to time it for Hunter's situation? (laughs) It's like it doesn't quite make sense, does it? It's like they didn't want to find it until they did. It's like they want to to draw that out a little bit. And I go to CNN during the the height of the... uh, uh, Russian Civil War. And it's all about the fucking construction of that little submarine. Like last night, I kept trying to catch up on it, and they, they did have coverage. You know, they'd break in with coverage. But like the big segments that they'd already prepared were about that little fucking submarine. I don't care about that at all. Like I could not be less interested in a story than somebody made a shitty submarine and convinced some people to get in it, and it blew up or imploded. I mean, it's a tragedy. You know, it's interesting in its way, but it's not important. It has no importance to anything, not to the world, not to you, just to the people who are the tragic victims of it. Yeah, they literally pulled our consciousness to the bottom of the ocean. Nicely said. Nicely said. So comment on locals is that the narrative pulled our minds literally to the bottom of the ocean when we should have been up there thinking about, that's, a, that's, that's really good. I didn't, didn't catch who said that, but that, credit to you. That, that is such a good characterization. I love that. Um, what if the sub was a PSYOP? <laughs> I think we've reached, have we reached the point where we can ask if everything's a PSYOP? Like I saw in the news that uh, Harry and Meghan are not going to get their Spotify deal renewed. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Or is it a PSYOP? I mean, it's ridiculous. but (laughs) Let's just assume everything's a PSYOP. I was going to pet my dog this morning, but I've got a little suspicions about her. I think she might be running an op on me, maybe. Now, the reason, of course, that we suspect this is that there have been so many real ones. There have been so many actual ops. 
that uh, it's reasonable to, to assume you're in another one. <laughs> All right. Um, YouTube, thanks for joining. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Less capital letters. <laughs>